Welcome, America. Yes. Good that you're here. This is Mark Dunnigan, and this is the Daily Answer. Um, it was interesting. Um, you'll have conversations, and something in that conversation will bring back a, a childhood memory. Years ago in another world, or so it seems like it, in another lifetime, and it just seems like you live, we're not talking reincarnation here. You only live once, Hebrews chapter 9. But it seems like your one life is made up of several different lifetimes. When you're a child, then maybe your adolescent, teenage, high school years, the period of time when you're married, newly married, you have young children, and then raising your children. And that can kind of be divided up too, especially if you have children separated by, uh, you know, six, seven, eight years. You can kind of feel that you almost had two families, so to speak. One of them goes off to college, and then there are those that are left that still have quite a bit of schooling to finish. And and then it's like maybe when the oldest one leaves, that's a different period. And then finally, the empty nest. And even during that final stage of life, I think there are, man, just different lifetimes, so to speak. And I remember that when I was young and I would be upset about something, I would get in the hallway that led to the back bedrooms in the house in Silverton, Oregon. I would then stand in the middle of the hallway, put one hand on one wall and the other hand on the other and attempt to push the walls apart. If I was very frustrated, that's what I would do. Now, the house was built solid. There wasn't any drywall, so I didn't put my hands through the wall. I might hear a creak here and there, but nothing moved. And afterwards, I felt better, went out, got on with my day. Get happy fast. Realize that I was blessed, and whatever I was struggling with was a small matter. It was something my wife said the other night, I think a comment about the speed of light brought back a childhood memory that I had not pondered for years. Typically, when I went to bed each night when I was young, I would, and this would be, this would definitely be, be before my older brother left, because when my older brother left, I got his room. And I don't ever remember doing this when I was in that room, kind of the final bedroom in the house as I grew up in. It was more the room I shared with my younger brother, or or if I was going to pop in and kind of lay by my parents in the evening and then head off to bed, but snuggle a little bit with them, I think I would do it in their room. And what I would do is I would stand by the light switch and I would have one, I think typically, you know, in, in the room I shared with my younger brother, got the light, you come into the room, the light switch is on the right, and then I would have my little twin bed there, and I would have to, you know, kind of bend to the right and hop in it, and so I'd be standing there, and my right hand would be on the white light switch, and then I would extend my body out as far as I could, but still have that finger on the light switch, and the whole left side of my body would be ready to move and pounce and jump into bed, and what I was trying to do is I was trying to get in bed before 
the electricity went through the system and turned the light off. <laughs> and um, it, it's like the speed of electricity is like fast, right? Um, and it's kind of there, not quite though, with the speed of light. I think it's six, 670 million miles per hour, I believe is what the speed of electricity is. And my dad considered it a useless endeavor, you know, like, but it was fun. And it was obviously a continual challenge because I was never to get in bed and beat electricity to the punch. It was something I never mastered, but I think it was enjoyable because I had picked a worthy opponent a more than worthy opponent. I was listening to someone recently who observed that the purpose of a game or competition is not primarily to win. If it was all about winning, then in that case, you would play basketball or chess against like your five-year-old son or daughter and beat them every time. And you'd go, whoop, 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 I won. But that would not be enjoyable, would it? I remember playing sports. I, I, I did basketball and I did little league and some baseball in high school. And I, I remember, and I, I do remember this example. I re, it would be between my freshman and sophomore year of high school. I think we were in something like pony league, but a lot of the great players went on to the next level. And I was in this league and um, some of the teams from, Salem that we were playing were really not that good. And man, it was just no fun. It was just no fun beating those teams. You you almost felt sick to your stomach after beating them. You you felt rather guilty um, because they were not at the same level you were. And I, I guess that's always stuck with me. And I'm simply shocked that there are men in this world who claim to be women and then want to compete against them, um, like on a collegiate level. And then they rejoice when they beat those women. And man, it, it just, I, I don't get that. I don't understand how that could be enjoyable at all. Because while they are claiming one thing, like, well, I'm a woman on the inside and a man on the outside, as if biology got it wrong. I mean, you're up against science there. Every cell in your body is either male or female. Uh, it's not half and half. It's not like, well, and so it's like, what? Uh, wait a minute. Uh, the biology is all correct. You have all the right stuff there. Uh, the genetics, it's all correct. But you're, sailing, you're saying you feel like something else, like, well, wait a minute. Who am I supposed to believe? Am I supposed to believe the science and the biology? And, or am I supposed to believe what you say you feel? Not only that, but I just have to believe that there's a part of them that they're repressing, the real them that's screaming when they swim or run or et cetera against a group of women uh, and win, that that's not right, that there's something incredibly wrong about that. For me, the best competitions were against teams rated above us games that we were not supposed to win because that brought out, I think, the best in me and my teammates 
to strive for that level of competency. And that, I guess, brings me back to my race against the speed of electricity or the speed of light. I had picked like the ultimate standard of quickness. And if you're going to pick a goal or a standard to strive for, then pick one that's going to challenge and bring out the best in you. And that's why I would pick Christianity. I don't think you can find a higher standard. And in addition, it's true. <laughs> there we go. The, the added benefit of the Christian faith is it's true. Second Peter chapter 1 and verse 16, Luke 1, 1 through 4. It is true. It really happened. Jesus really did rise from the dead, and there were over 500 witnesses of the resurrected Christ after his resurrection. So, yeah, pick and, and be careful about complaining against high standards or complaining about difficult standards. I think that's a big mistake. You, I mean, you don't want easy. You don't want simple. You want something challenging because the best of you never comes out with easy. I guess it's like if you have just very easy, well, I want I, I, you know, a very easy diet. You're probably not going to lose weight on that. Uh, a very easy exercise program. Well, you're probably not going to get in shape. Um, taking very easy classes in college, you're probably going to end up with a degree that's not worth much. Um, and you're not going to learn a whole lot. And you're not going to be much of a changed individual when you leave four years later for the better. Now, maybe for the worse, but not for the better. And not only that, but if you get a professor, and this is something I would tell the young people out there, boy, heads up, heads up to the young people in high school or college. The people out there who want to dumb things down for you, that is, we want to remove all grades and we want to remove all tests and we want to get rid of all the professors and teachers who are viewed as pretty hard-nosed when it comes to grading. They're viewed as tough. Not easy to get an A in their class, okay? Those people that are wanting to dumb that down for you are not your friends. And not only that, but if you buy into that, then you're not going to be competent in whatever degree you, you're not going to know your stuff. Uh, and that's going to set you up for failure in your career. I mean, you want, man, if someone's training you to be a nurse, you want an old nurse there that's just, you know, they want you to learn it right. You want it hard because life isn't easy. You want to master that subject. Okay. Um, you want to know your stuff because that's going to bring confidence that's gonna bring some happiness into your life you know what you're doing rather than i got this education but i guess i'll just have to youtube it when i come up against that well a lot of times my friend it's way too late to youtube it at that moment when you really need that knowledge so boy you you want a degree in english you want a rigorous rigorous program of reading the great classics of western literature and you want you want a lot put on your plate and you want and you need the the grammar and how to diagram sentences 
you need to get all that hard stuff in or you're just going to be playing. You're just going to be a poser. You're just going to be an imposter who rocks around, walks around with a degree, but really doesn't know the subject matter. Yeah, um, maybe other people want easy, but you want hard. You want difficult. Uh, you know, be honest about my presentation. Be honest about my whole homework. Grade me fairly, but honestly, you know, so it's clean. So it's not some sort of illusion that, hey, I know my stuff. When at the end of the day, you really don't you know your stuff. You just scratch the surface of your stuff. You want challenges that really push you to your limits. So be grateful for the challenges in life. Be grateful for the, for the people out there that just that still insist on that you know your stuff, that, that still insist on doing it right. And if you have a job, you know, you're learning a trade, electrician, plumber, HVAC or whatever. And that old guy says, hey, come here. Let me show you how to do it right. You didn't do it completely right. Do not resent that. That's the way you learn. Appreciate that. You will find, I know it might irritate you at the moment, but you don't know everything you need to know. You want a guy going in there and, and showing you exactly how it's done right down to the smallest step and not, well, that's good enough. There's a lot of businesses out there that's good enough and they don't stay in business or they get a horrible reputation. You want to be that technician that... You want that guy. When that guy works on your car, it's done right. When he works on your electrical system, HVAC or whatever, he does it right. That's the person you want. That's the person you want to be. This is Mark Dunnigan for The Daily Answer. And I still haven't beaten. Maybe I'll have to try that tonight. Let's see if I can get in bed before. Let's see if I've lost a step. Or let's see if the speed of electricity or light has lost a step. Until next time, see you in the funny papers.